You know, I should really keep this intro up. Uh, hello, this is Raz, and welcome to the Razcast. What is this? Armchair conversations with people from different walks of life about different topics like art, life, spirituality, or whatever the hell else comes up. Uh, this is both the documentation of life and excuse to talk to friends like this episode. What's up, guys? On this episode, I have my good friend, Deirdre, who has put out an awesome EP, and I am trying to record this kind of quick because I just finished the episode. I... Really wanted to put this out sooner. However, putting it out what I do, putting it out, it's all good though. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. And if you stay a little bit longer, you'll get a little bit of an Easter egg at the end. So hope you guys enjoy. It's about an hour. Yeah. Welcome uh, back to the Razzcast, everyone. On this episode, we have Miss Deirdre Crean, a good, good friend of mine. Welcome to the Razzcast. <laughs> Hi, Raz. It's so nice to be here. Yes, so I've we've known each other all we've known each other all of college, and now we're two years out, and we haven't talked in a long time. So, one, I would like you to tell people, you know, who you are, what you do, but then also, one of my questions is, what you've been up to, bruh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been way too long. Okay, so my name is Deirdre. I'm a songwriter and producer and music person, and I live in Brooklyn. And I work at a music business management firm for a bunch of Warped Tour alumni. Oh, snap. Type bands, which is super fun. And yeah, I've been good. It's been a year, as I'm sure everyone has said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Nah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I just put out an EP, which I made like, almost completely in quarantine. Well, yeah, I wrote it before quarantine, but I recorded and mixed and mastered the whole thing after quarantine. I mean, during, during quarantine. <laughs> and I put it out at the end of November. Yeah, so that's the biggest thing I've been up to. And now I'm like a month away from that. And it's weird to not be doing that. <laughs> I was gonna ask because I definitely one loved it, definitely loved it. Oh, uh, even Thank to the you. point, even to the point where I remember one song you had sent me to give my input on that I had realized afterward, like listening to it, I was like, "Oh, she fixed the thing so much that I forgot that there was this song." Oh my gosh, that's so cool! <laughs> yes, I was like, I was like, "Wow, this is a really good song." I was like, "It sounds so familiar." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, that was actually one of one of the things is so the EP, awesome. So you wrote that before this and then use the opportunity i would say of uh quarantine to to work it out and finish it and such yeah it was kind of like an opportunity slash obstacle because i was planning on making this ep before quarantine hit and i had it all planned out and i was like my approach was going to be like let's get all my musician friends into my tiny apartment and record this as live sounding as possible. Mm. <laughs> and so <laughs> that is the exact opposite of that happened. Yeah, that, um, that wouldn't have been uh, the best idea. <laughs> yeah. And said it was like, I think it's one, two, like there were like three or four different states that people were in. 
helping me five actually hmm. if you if well probably more than that than from people who are helping me like listening to mixes and stuff right but yeah dan reedy did all the guitar and bass i, I reckon then, i recognized this playing i was like that's that's dan <laughs> yeah he killed it he mm-hmm. it was like it was like working with someone who knew what the songs could be or what they should be before I knew. They were like potential. <laughs> yeah. He he's the best. I'm just gonna gush about Dan for a second. You can. It's fine. He'll eventually yeah. be on he'll eventually be on this as well at some point. I hope so he hears so. <laughs> or if you don't know Dan Reedy, uh. hire him for all your studio musician needs. He's a phenomenal musician. But yeah, he would like I would be like, oh I want this to sound like snail mail (laughs) but also like all these other things and then he would just send me back something that was better than any of the any of like it was it was my idea but I it also wasn't he just was like okay that's what you said you wanted but this is what you really want and I was always like yes every single time it was so cool and it's so cool to have everyone that I worked with. Like, there are times when working on the project, I was like, this sucks. But having, like, other people helping, mm-hmm. they believed in the songs when I couldn't. And it carried the project because otherwise it would just be sitting in a logic file on my computer still. I mean, yeah, that was... That was one thing um, I talked to someone else about, actually, my friend uh, Chad, who was on a couple episodes ago, about like how it is just to try to, quote unquote, finish music because you as a person never truly feel like it's finished. But having like others there to help you like push it forward or kind of be like that, that, uh, that deadline kind of thing kind of helps like, you know, actually get it off of the, the laptop and actually on, you know, the Internet. Yes. Exactly. I feel like I always struggle with, and maybe you, I'm sure you struggle with this too. Like you don't want to gush about projects too early and then them not get finished and people be like, Hey, what happened? But then you also don't want to keep it all to yourself forever. And then it dies because you um, aren't excited about getting it out in the world and nobody else is because they don't know about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, def- I mean that's even this this podcast is a perfect example. Like you are def- like you are my first interview after taking like a month hiatus <laughs> of like <laughs> mental break of just like yeah. I want to do this thing, I want to get it out, but it is like uh, realizing that it's like oh there are there are steps here, and if I say too much too early, I I kind of defeat the purpose for myself, kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, that is dope. Anyone else have mentioned you would like to gush about who also helped yes, on the project? I, uh, I should definitely mention them all because they're amazing. My coworker, Luke DeMuro, he did the drums for a couple of the tracks. And it was like my first time hearing my songs with drums when he would send them back to me. And I was like, wow, this is weird, but so cool. And he's like, I love working with him because he's a perfectionist. 
And so it's like, I mean, I, I'm always like, this is great. This is way better quality than I ever anticipated. Right. So like, it was always amazing to get stuff from him. He did such a good job on the songs. And then Eric Dax did drums on the other songs. And he's, you know, as we know, a genius <laughs> uh, in and of itself. I gave him like the ones that I was like, I have no freaking clue what these drums should sound like. Please just put drums on them. And he was like, okay. Nice. And he just did it. It was so cool. And then, yeah, I missed him. I miss being working in the studios, all three of us. Yeah. No, that was, um, I was going through my old stuff and I found, um, what was it? I found Breakfast Boys. That hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Breakfast Boys. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to eventually one day put that up on, on uh, MP3 of like throwback. Yeah. Uh, if I can find, find a way to download it. I think it's on my, like, it's, it's some weird, in some weird place where it's like, oh, I have to find a way to download this. Um, oh my God. I hope you do. But no, wow. that, <laughs> that was, um, that's like a cool thing I realized, you know, like, you know, there's, that was one thing I was talking to someone about of like, there's just a different, you know, experience of making stuff now after college compared to like during where it's kind of, you have the advantage of like, oh, you can work with all these different people and, you know, you have quote unquote more free time, but it is like a, the people you were around all the time made it really easy to make things, I guess is the best way to put it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of like now a thing of like, oh, I can ask all these people, but all these people are, as you point out, uh, five five states <laughs> difference. Yeah, I kind of have to like it helps within its creativity, but there is the thing of you know all being in a room making stuff. Yeah, yeah, I miss that, and also the resources that we had. Like, even as blown away as I always was by like the eight thousand dollar microphones that we just had the key access code to mm -hmm. like I took it for granted even though I didn't think I was taking it for granted I thought I was being very grateful and stuff but looking back I was like you still <laughs> did not realize the resources that were at your disposal at that time oh yeah it's definitely like looking back it's like oh like you know that's the thing is like, oh, I could have done so much more with this oh only if I knew only if I knew <laughs> what I was getting into yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, that's I feel like I did that when I was in college, looking back in high school, when I was in high school, looking back at being a kid when like it's really hard for me not to do that at all. Right. I, yeah. There's always that like, you know, you, you realize. But I think that's like a good thing. You know, it's like, oh, you learn, you realize what you appreciated once you had. But it's like, oh. I have to make I have to make sure to, you know, pass it along to others so that they're like, yeah, nah, re realize that you have to take advantage of every opportunity. Right. Because they do end. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, uh, any nerd shit you've been, uh, watching slash reading slash listening to slash doing slash anything? Wow. <laughs> quarantine? Thank you for asking, Raz. <laughs> I miss sharing nerdy stuff with you. This is um, also part of this podcast. <laughs> um, okay. Nerdy stuff. Well, I've been, so I am setting up, okay, here's the thing. 
All right. You ask, so I'm telling you. Go for it. That's the point. <laughs> I am currently setting up a D&D campaign for some new friends. Nice. Um, and Or actually, it's just a one-shot. But they're all like these ex-theater kids. So oh, nice. they're all like making Pinterest boards and stuff and yeah. getting really into making their characters. And I'm so, so excited. But the way that I know these people is also very nerdy and it's that i mean theater um, is itself dirty so yeah well that it's like it's just theater kid energy they're yeah. not actually but um, it's a vibe they're a vibe <laughs> yeah my literal oldest friend like from kindergarten uh kira who mm. we're working on a creative project together literally as we speak, which I will get back to later, I presume. She decided to screen Austin Powers over Zoom back in April. And it somehow turned into a weekly Mike Myers movie club where we watched every single Mike Myers movie during quarantine. And since it was nobody was doing anything, we were able to get guests to come talk to us before like the production designer of austin powers too the cinematographer oh my god wayne's world the art director of shrek like and they just came and spoke to us i don't it just like snowballed out of control into like this crazy friend group slash club that now i'm going to play dnd with so point a to point b was crazy but yeah but that's that's, what we're that's like the best type of story it's like yeah we got together to watch movies and now we play D. &D. yeah <laughs> i mean i've been plotting all along i'm always plotting how to turn any friend group that i'm in into a dungeon D &D right? group. yeah i mean that's what you gotta do all isn't isn't all uh all 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 friendships are ultimately just a test to see whether this person how this person will play D D. Exactly. You know the truth. Uh, you should check out um do you know the YouTuber Joe Cat? No, I don't. He makes animations about D. &D. Oh wait. Yes. He's like Crap Guide to D D. Yes, Crap Guide to D D. He's so funny. Yeah. Oh, I just I just watched the newest one about the Dungeon Master one. And I was that's that's all this reminds me of. It's like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, his animations are so cute. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Oh, but that's, that's, that's dope. It's good to have in. D&D is definitely like one of those things I realized that it's like, okay, at least you can do that online. Like, yeah, yeah. it's better in person. It's all, everything is always better in person with that type of shit. But at least online, it's like, okay, we can wake, work around this. We can use our imagination. <laughs> right. Yeah, or like I did a campaign or I'm in a campaign that goes on roll, roll 20 and that's mm -hmm. easy to use online. But then I was running a couple sessions for my cousins and I just opened Google Slides and put a grid over and was like, all right, we're going to do battle now. So it's hot yeah it's so much better in person but it is one of those things that was really easy to do in quarantine all things considered 
Yeah, <laughs> look, you had a lot. We had a lot of time to uh, set up everything in quarantine. Exactly. Um. Uh, so, you know, it made it. It made it a a fun. It makes it a fun time. What about you? What nerdy crap are you up to now? Let's see. Well, I well, so after after college, I uh went work for Anna Lafayette for a year. Then uh this all went down, but I was leaving anyway. So came back here. Uh, been playing a lot of video games and anime. I have been on a, the Discord with some people from the people who I used to live with, uh, uh, my old roommates. Oh, nice. Yes. So I actually last night we had a, a we were having a very heated arg- not arg- debate about anime up till like one o'clock in the morning. Oh. <laughs> um, but doing that, um, I actually re got Ableton, so I'm trying to get back into music making and trying to make smaller things and smaller projects and make things for more like creative shit and just things to as as you as you pointed out, we have a lot of time in quarantine, so you know, gotta I might as well. Um yeah. Are you like when you say smaller stuff, do you mean like you're going to work on a song at a time or you're saying that like your songs are shorter? Song at a are time. They- I don't know. It's definitely like a lot of experimenting. It's definitely like okay, cool. it's a lot of like just drawing, drawing things together. And it's definitely like that, that like I realized it's like, yeah, this is a muscle. But then also I realized, I guess the best way to put it is how much more information I have now trying to make music compared to trying to make music when I first tried to make music. What do you mean by that? So like, I really haven't tried to make music since like sophomore year of college compared to like now where it's like, okay, this is how I know I can get this sound. Okay. This is like this quality sound. Like, I guess the best way to put it is I have, I have more, more knowledge base rather than it just me before just drawing crap together and being like, this sounds good. Now I'm like, right. this sounds good, but I know a little bit more of why this sounds good rather yeah. than it being like, I think this sounds good. And then giving it to someone and them being like, this is aight. Yeah. I, that's really cool. Um, and are you doing, you're, it's, it sounds like you're doing it more for like the joy of it right now. Yeah. Say? Yeah. Cause like, at least personally, I realize, so this is just another thing about this. Um, Cause this will eventually, this is a question I will ask is advice for is advice for people at some point, because I, the current audience, small, small thriving current audience is basically uh eight is eighteen to twenty four year olds, mm-hmm. um and so you know basically what I was doing with this podcast is being like oh, you know what what advice can I give to like people younger than me, because also I know my little siblings listen to this, and I was like okay what can I tell them and one thing I've always like been doing through this podcast is like okay well as much as I like the job I had, I kind of hit the pinnacle of whatever technical thing I would want to do. And I was not happy. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, okay, quarantine for me was like a blessing in disguise. I, I say of like, it let me take a major break. So it let me get like, now I've been like, now I'm in therapy. Now I've had really working on like my mental health and trying to actually be happy rather than uh, trying to do things for like money or quote unquote, what is driven as success. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, I am getting back into music and realize I like music and making music, but now it's more like, oh, I just want to make it to like express myself rather than before. I would say, you know, 
going into college, uh, which we've talked about before, the uh, the mistake of like, oh, the music industry, it's so big. You can make money off of that. Yeah, it's it's fine, whatever. And then within the first year, you find out the cereal industry is bigger than you. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) I I would say like my dream has now like been good and crushed in that way. And now I just want to be happy and make music rather than, and count that as success rather than making quote unquote, a bunch of money and count that as success. Okay. Well, first of all, congratulations on starting therapy and working on your mental health. I'm so proud of you. I love you so much, Russ. Thank you. Um, I'm also in my second continuous year of therapy. Nice. Uh, (laughs) My two-year anniversary was like in November, I guess. And um, so I guess, wait, that means I'm in my third year. Yeah. Look, man, this okay, year cool. really feels like it's really off. I've years under my belt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can totally relate to this because I, like, you put out a bunch of stuff in high school. and you It seemed like you were always performing, and I was so impressed by that. I was so wrapped up in, like, the perfectionism of it mm-hmm. that I just never put anything out. Because I was like, this has to be a life-changing magnum opus thing. I can't just put stuff out to put it out. So, and even like since then, writing songs and stuff, I'm like, ah, this has got to be the one. And when I had all these songs written for my EP, I was like, ah, this has to, I don't know. It felt, the collection of songs felt really important. but I was like really getting my, in my head about like how I was going to get them out. And I had to shift my mindset from being like, oh, this is going to be an amazing thing for everybody to be like, I really just need to make something that will be fun for me and my friends to have. Like, and I just like shifted my mindset from trying to be like, trying to be the most marketable perfect version of myself to trying to put out the the best version of my thing and expressing myself in that just tripped over my words but no but i i i understand what you mean because that is that is definitely i think i definitely get of like going back to something you just referenced of like i at least i had realized like early on you had pointed out of like oh like i had put out stuff during high school I had realized I kind of burned myself out in which it was like, uh, it was good to like put out stuff, but then by doing it so much and, you know, me and you have talked about this of like early on, I was just kind of going and just going and going and not in like the healthiest way of like taking care of myself, making sure I was good, making sure all my friends are like, which, you know, it ended up showing itself and then, you know, I had a little bit of crash, uh, junior year came back all good now, but like that of like, even that, I realized one of the reasons I didn't make music after that point was like that same like self-confidence thing of like, I want to make this perfect, quote unquote, perfect music, this perfect thing. Like it can't, the world can't see it yet. And then like that shift is definitely like, is like great. Like you point out is like a shift of not of, I guess, putting it more into like, I don't want to say a more niche audience, but and not saying not caring as much, but making it more for a specific type of thing of not trying to make music for everyone, but trying to make music for such a specific people 
that it's like, oh, if as long as like these people like it and I like it, then what does it matter? Right. Yeah. And even like, it's just like, this is going to sound so dumb coming out of my mouth because it's so obvious. Let's go. But I just <laughs> realized one day that there's not a single song that everybody likes because once everybody likes a song, it gets so popular that people start to hate the song. Right. So it's literally impossible to like, it's impossible. Yes. <laughs> unless you made Hey Ya by Outkast. <laughs> unless, unless you made, uh, <laughs> unless you're Outkast, obviously. Uh. Yeah. I, that is like the only song that I could think of that I don't know anybody who dislikes it. <laughs> but everybody knows it. Yeah. But so it's just, just once I was free of, you cannot do this. You cannot be liked by everyone, Deirdre. It was a lot easier to make art. Yeah, no, I 100% get that, though. There is that, like, feeling of, like, a a moving, I guess, like, an accept, like, it is, like, an acceptance. It's like, oh, I can't make everyone happy. Like, not everyone's going to like this. But right. even within that, it is kind of, it is a weird, like, freeing kind of thing of, like, oh, wait, if, no, if not everyone's going to like this, then I, I might as well keep going then. Yeah. So, but I think that is, like, a, that's, a, like, a, if anything, I would say, you know, that shows like your growth as an artist. Like it's like, ah, nice. Art I, I definitely feel like, you know, that is one thing that holds is like one of those I don't want to say barriers, but points that hold people back of like fighting between that, you know? Yeah, for sure. I actually did I, I just wanted to know what now back to some music shit. Um, because I, I, I realize I've never asked you this. What are your musical inspirations? Who do you who do you who do you really like? Who you look up to? Wow. Okay, my like favorite artists are uh Joni Mitchell, Ward, like in terms of artists that I look up to as their and they influence me and I like their music. Yeah, Joni Mitchell, Lord, uh Carol King, um Phoebe Bridgers. Kate Bush and uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift being someone whose career I grew up seeing develop and falling in and out of love with her for so long. T Swift definitely got a career. (laughs) (laughs) If she has nothing else, she does have a career. Yeah. She definitely has (laughs) a a great... uh... (laughs) A great example of up and downs. Yeah, for sure. I remember walking home from school with my best friend at the time, Katie Funicello, and we would like, we loved Taylor Swift and we would like write songs together in her backyard, just like singing songs about the boys that we liked in middle school because we liked Taylor Swift at the time. Yeah. And then in high school it was like not cool like Taylor Swift anymore and in college it was really not cool like Taylor Swift but then I was like huh this kind of slaps <laughs> but, but this kind of is a bop though <laughs> yeah so we're back around yeah I definitely I've thought it. there's definitely I realized that as well there's definitely some artists that I have that I was like man I don't like them 
And like now that like out of college, I'm like, yeah, I think I was just going with the crowd. I I I I could have just said there was a bop. Like <laughs> I didn't have to say I like the whole artist. The song could have been cool. Yeah, that's a great point as well. I feel like growing up an alt kid, like a like a Tumblr Arctic Monkeys hoe, mm-hmm. um, or on the peripheral of that. In like, because in high school, my favorite bands were Snow Patrol, the Airborne Toxic Event, the Arctic Monkeys, and Coldplay. Yes, and <laughs> it was like this culture where you really had to prove because of the misogyny in rock music there was this internalized misogyny in that like tumblr subculture mm-hmm. where you had to prove that you were cool and a true fan and stuff even while at the same time being like ah men who ask you to name rock songs are bad because they are <laughs> but then it was also this like internalized policing of what was okay to like and not like. Right. I don't know if anything I said made sense. But no, no, but- no, 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 you're good. You make sense. Uh, what I was going to say is like, no, that make, that actually is kind of into my next question of like, anyway, of just like, what do you see? Like, so that was like a culture, a subculture of like how the music industry was and you know we do continue to have this problem and you know we're getting better with misogyny here there it's taking forever it's a very slow (laughs) it's a very slow process (laughs) at this point but one thing which i had brought up um when actually uh our good old good old uh former professor billy o'connell was on here was just like the view like uh future music industry because you know as like for example people that I know there are certain things that they don't realize like a lot of people that I know who don't work in the music industry don't realize like oh music festivals and stuff aren't going to start again till like 2022 because of sponsorships because they're for like a year yeah and there's like small things like that that like people don't realize not being in the industry or not being in anywhere around it in entertainment or music or things like that that like the future of it is now very different because of quarantine and things and now everyone has their own predictions um yeah. What do and you? Then, oh well. Yeah. Go sorry, for it. Sorry. question. Oh, I, I was gonna. Say, to... I was gonna say. What What do you think is the future going forward for everything at this point? Okay. So I work in the tour department at the business management firm. So mm. I, I'm really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, everyone misses shows, but I miss like I miss my job, and so I've been thinking about this a lot. And I really, I don't know because so many tours are also based around festival season Mm -hmm. and so many artists get their biggest paychecks from festivals and then they use the festival money to finance their tours that they are like promotional that operate at a loss. Right. But it's like, okay, because they're getting like, whatever k from coachella you know Mm -hmm. so i'm really scared i my optimistic view is that once shows can happen again but not touring and festivals are kind of lagged behind there's going to be a really cool 
like return to local music scenes being how people discover music mm-hmm. because people will be like i want to go to a show but nothing's happening like like billy eilish cannot come to new york but i can go see i can go to elsewhere in williamsburg and see whatever's there right now and that'll be a bunch of cool opportunities that's my optimistic view of what will happen but we got to hang on until <laughs> i would agree with your optimistic view like that is what i think like that was one thing i was saying i was like when it happened we were current we were in a festival bubble like we had a bunch of festivals and it was just an if when something bad was going to happen yeah and the festival bubble was slowly absorbing all the other bubbles like it just ended up being like the same lineup for every festival too yeah yeah but yeah no that's what I was, it was just it was it was slowly becoming a thing of like if the fest, if which happened, of if we were not no longer going to have festivals, that people were not preparing for that basically, because n- none of us, none, no one, was like, oh yeah, we're not going to have festivals in twenty twenty. Like, if someone right. had even during the time when people had asked me, I was like, oh, the festival bubble is going to pop, and I thought it was going to be a thing of like, oh, we're going to have too many festivals, and then all of a sudden, like, no one's going to want to go to festivals anymore because yeah, there's just too that- many. Not- yeah, because we've been talking about the festival bubble and we've been talking about it bursting in the 2020s, but we never thought it would be like this. Yeah, not no one can go to a festival. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that is one thing that I think is going to be very interesting. I also agree with you of, like, I think, one, the local music is going to pop off. Like, there's going to, because people are not going to be able to leave, there are just going to be certain places where it's like, okay, the music scene at these places are just really vibrant. And what ends up happening is something like, all right, people really just move to that city and no one, I don't think people travel as much, like tour as much. And they really try to stay in like their local major cities more. And like the bigger places. Yeah. What was I going to say? My mind is going a million miles a minute because I love talking about this stuff. One, I think if we're really interested in seeing how this plays out, we should look at Australia over the next couple months and mm-hmm. see how their music scenes are doing and try to study what is working for the musicians there and what's not working for the musicians there. And then try to improve upon that when we can eventually open, which will be different because us being able to open is not going to be the same as Australia where they can do like, it's going to be a much more gradual process than them right but it's crazy how like we're living in multiple different worlds (laughs) that we can like look to them to see what what's working right so that's at least a good thing um yeah but yeah no that's what i think is because someone had asked me i was like i think music will be fine it's just definitely a unexpected turn but out of this i think some really cool things are going to end up coming out of like now that people are exposed to like streaming and stuff like that um especially musicians and different people of using zoom or anything like even like you know like the cool thing you did of like having the zoom party and like just those type of things i think that this will have opened up that avenue and then now 
where we can kind of get more in the future where you can get touring and like local performances back a little bit more it will end up like expanding it that way people don't have to rely as hopefully you know musicians don't have to rely as much on touring and festivals yeah it's kind of like the entire world i mean not the entire world basically all of capitalism is at this fulcrum point right now where things really weren't working before but now like things really aren't working so i feel like there's a bunch of in the music industry it's like forcing musicians to have to be away from home and their families and their lives for eight months of the year so that they can pay their bills is not i mean i'm sure like musicians love touring but like that shouldn't be the only way that you can make a living as a musician right you know like you should be able to be paid for the other things that you do as a musician it shouldn't be like you get this paycheck from this one way but you're doing four different services for your fans if that makes sense yeah i don't know i think definitely like the music industry itself is open for major like change that's the thing i've realized like with this is yeah. like and fans have really realized what like how unfair that system is like the curtains really been drawn back and there's been from what i've seen for my from my clients fans and from artists being a fan of other artists i've really seen just like an outpouring of support for artists this year that when like i in 2019 if someone were to do a live stream you could not sell a 10 dollar ticket to a live stream last year nope. that would be crazy but people are happy to pay that this year, plus get a merch bundle because they know that it's helping these artists. Yeah. And there's like compassion towards musicians that we have not seen. Yeah. In I think, my lifetime, at least. Oh, yeah. I think definitely, like, I don't know. I think it's definitely, like, it's this. Um, I think of now, like, you know, I, I just saw a video, which I think is always funny, of, like, of how pe people point out how messed up the Grammys are. Um, and people really realize how like uneven the Grammys are, like the ones that are televised. Um, yeah. And it's just like now, because we live in the internet, people are starting to realize it's like, oh wait, these internet, these people in charge, it's like not everyone. It's really these random people in charge who pick certain rules to mess over like artists. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's what we, that's, that's, it's not everyone's fault. It's not the music industry. If it was the music industry, it would be artists included in that. No, it's the random people in charge who just happen to take advantage of a system. Right. Uh, yeah. So, nah, I think it's, we're definitely reaching like that point with like certain things of like, okay, nah, things need to change. Uh, you know, not everyone is a, 20 not everyone who wants to go into music and things like that as a 20 year old who can tour their entire life away and both uh burn uh both andos both ends of the candle and just like go and not pay attention to their families just to pay bills and i think we're just definitely especially because we live in a time of the internet where it's like okay yeah you can stream you can you can uh make 
you know, music in different ways. You can get it to your audience in different ways, uh, relying on this set way that has been around for a long time is now just, is I would say crippling the artist rather than helping them. Yeah. And I feel like we are due for a, like a revamping Mm -hmm. because like the 1999, it was Napster. And then in like the invention of the CD and like, like we're really ready for a complete overhaul that leaves executives saying, oh, this is going to kill the industry. And then it doesn't because <laughs> music will never die because it's, you know. It's human, music. bro. <laughs> yeah. It's human. <laughs> nice. Well, I have. Now, after that, unless you have anything else to say on the subject, because I know you were heated. I was heated, but we can move on. <laughs> no, you can keep going. We got time. I only got two questions left, so you can keep going. <laughs> I, no, I, I think we all right, that's good. We can leave it there. She's like, I said my piece. We're good. Okay. So last two things. One, do you have do you have we try to give all of our audience members uh any recommendations, whether books, movies, things like that, that you've listened or anything like that, uh recently that you've besides your EP, because that's obviously a recommendation. Yeah, please obviously please do listen to my EP. But... but besides that. Okay. So music recommendations. New music I discovered this year that, uh, like small artists that I'm currently obsessed with are Silver Sphere, who Raz, I think you'd really like them. They're like, they're indie pop, but Silver Sphere, Silver Sphere, um, Maud Latour, uh, Yuka, and I was going to say one more. Oh, uh, and she's a lot bigger than those three, but Rina Sawayama, four musical artists. And then my friend Anna Rourke is coming out with an EP on the 29th. So everyone listen to that as well. This will be out by then. So yes, perfect. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait, when is this coming out? Uh, Probably the new year. By the new year. (laughs) Week of the new year. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Then I'll, I'll plug something else as well. So yeah. Then, you can keep going. Um, that's what's music thing that. Okay. Recommendations. I don't watch a lot of TV because I am addicted to D&D podcasts. And that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's completely so, fair. Yeah. So I'm like always watching Critical Role or Dimension 20. Those are like my two faves. But okay, you have to watch the movie Serenity. Serenity. Which is not a good movie. Don't read the synopsis of it because uh, I'm not going to tell you. Just watch it, please. (laughs) Is it the 2005 or the 2019? 2019. Okay. I'm like scrolling through my letterbox. Yeah, that's what I just brought up was Letterboxd. I was like, there's 2005 and 29. Okay, I will. Yeah, definitely watch Serenity. Oh, absolutely. Definitely watch it. Watch everybody watch Introducing Juan Waters. Oh, yes. Everyone watch. Oh, I forgot to put that. I think I put that. Anyway, I think I mentioned that on one of my episodes. (laughs) Oh, wait. We should talk about it if you haven't talked about it before. That was a fun project. Uh, That was, I was, 
I was so excited about that. Um, let me finish plugging, but um, <laughs> all the recommendations. Yeah. And then my, I also, I just have my three brands of people that I get along with are Warped Tour alumni, which is great because that's where I work with and for a bunch of them, film kids and podcasters, which are three, I'm just going to say it, very unpopular subcultures, I would say, but I adore them all. So all my friends have podcasts. So you should listen to Retrograde the Podcast with Liz and Erin, SeltzerCast with Sean Patrick O'Brien, Dan in Real Life, which is a podcast I mean, Dan for Life, which is a podcast just about the movie Dan in Real Life. <laughs> Beck to Beck, which is just a podcast about Beck. And Zillennial Canon, which is about Zillennial core movies. And I'm definitely forgetting like four of them. So if you are listening, please don't hate me. You guys have <laughs> a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts out. <laughs> Everyone got a podcast. That's my heavy rotation. Yeah, those are my recommendations. Oh, that's hilarious. Everybody got a podcast. And Razcast. And always the Raz. Look, it's okay. Look, this is the way this is this is the great thing about my podcast. My podcast will have no advertisers probably ever. Uh it will have it has a <laughs> it has the 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 most up and down uh release schedule because it's whenever I feel like putting them out. Um, mm -hmm. it's going to be a two, it's a two episode minimum a month. Uh, sometimes it'll be more, sometimes it'll be less. Just depends how I feel that, that month. Uh, one of them is it, like, you know, this is a very good, this is a very improv type of podcast. That's, that's why, uh, in the beginning it's like, what is this podcast about? Uh, whatever it comes up. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, Raz asked me if there was any topics he couldn't touch as if I had just like gotten divorced or <laughs> anything I can't talk about. Like, <laughs> uh, well, well then, well, we could talk about this real quick since you did while talking about it. Introducing Juan Waters, uh, is yeah. a, is a, is a movie that I got to work on a short documentary. I got to work on, uh, which is great and awesome. And it was a really fun time. Yeah. Nah, that was like a really, Sean was really cool to work with. And then, yeah, Sean is, Sean is dating Kira, who is my oldest friend, and the two of them started the Mike Myers Movie Club together. Mm. And they texted me and they were like, do you know anyone who could do this? And I was like, I literally have the perfect person for you guys. <laughs> and then like six months later, it's out and it's so cozy. Like it's a concert movie, but it's also like, I don't know, it feels like the ritual of like getting to a show and like, setting up and hanging around with your people backstage and then playing like it was oh, I loved it it was such a good like concert movie if you miss going to concerts or if you miss playing concerts yeah it was a good just even like timing wise with really was just like it worked out very well and I'm like it was just like a Everyone, like, even everyone I, like, was, like, told about, it. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go work on this. You should go check this out. You should go check this out. They all, like, loved it because they were like, oh, it was like, oh, music, live music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really good timing. I really, really hope that I get to see Juan Waters live. Oh, yeah. At some point. I definitely, now, that's one thing uh, I want to do now that I've done. I was like, oh, I definitely have to 
somehow go see this man in person now that I've worked on this because I would love to be like, yo, I got to do this doc with you and you're is one of the coolest people. Like just hearing him talk about like wh- how he feels about New York and like music and stuff. I was like, ah, oh, I, I would love to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, you can always stay on my futon. <laughs> <laughs> Much appreciated. I will definitely take you up on that. Most likely yeah. at some point. Well, our final question for, well, besides that, any other last things you would like to plug before our final thing where people could follow you slash say what's up besides check out your EP and say hi to you? And those I will say, by the time this comes out, I will have a music video out. Oh. So this kind of is like the bridge between the two, I guess. Yeah. I am literally, like, I'm taking an hour break from, like, filming myself in my house to do this podcast. Like, I'm literally making it as we, well, before and after we speak. Not as we speak, but. Well, that's really cool. Right. That is dope. That would be awesome when this comes out. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my friend Kira, who I was literally just talking about, is directing it. And I think Sean's going to help edit. Or they're, Sean and Kira are going to tag team it or something. But Kira's directing it. I don't know. I'm excited. I just do what they tell me to do. <laughs> I'm just the <laughs> talent. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We're surprised dropping it on New Year's Eve slash day whenever it's done. Yeah. So. Well, dope. I will definitely have that put out at least linked and definitely people go check that out because that's going to be cool. That's awesome. Thank you. So our final question, which everyone always has a very interesting reaction. Um, what are you grateful for? Wow. I am really grateful that I was able to spend Christmas with my family because it was just the five of us and like we didn't have to so we were able to safely do it and I know and because I live in New York City and my family lives on Long Island we were able to safely or as safely as possible do it mm-hmm. and because we it's the 27th today so Christmas is like five seconds ago right yeah I'm thankful for my health and I'm yeah, I'm really grateful for, you know, I'm literally looking, I just opened my gratitude page of my journal to see if I could find anything else. <laughs> but uh, nah, that's that's still cool, though. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh, nah, that's dope, though. Like, you know, everyone at this point has been like, you know, it's been something of like, basically, you know, we're all, we're all, at least the time we're living in is really grateful for like family and friends, you know, like, yeah, it's a weird time. So every time I ask someone that question, they're always like, it's always like, man, I'm grateful for my, my family. Or it's like, man, I'm great. Like grateful that I have people around me. Like, you know, it's, it's an interesting time right now. So to have people around you is a very, a very good thing. Yeah, I can't wait to have more people around me. Yes, no, definitely uh, can't wait to have more, more than the people I'm used to. Um, but yeah. Can't wait to um, go to karaoke and make out with a stranger. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that, I'm grateful for future Deirdre who gets to do that. I'm grateful for, <laughs> grateful for future Deirdre. Uh, well, that's wonderful. Well... Thank you guys for listening to Razzcast. Thank you, Deirdre, for being a wonderful guest on this podcast. 
Thank you for having me. I missed you. I missed you as well. It was awesome talking to you. Thank you as well. And yeah, that's the end of this episode, people. So thank you guys for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Outside my Cheerio. fucking dorms though. I got sucked, man. It really sucked. I had water up to my ankles. Man, I ain't a duck. I don't like that shit. Do I look like Daffy Duck? Fuck you, bitch. I don't give a shit, yo. Cause they want us to go. And all the way, they try to have us play all their goddamn games. But you see, I'm a man who likes to learn about Elvis in history of the music industry. Class, tell me, is it that? That, tell me that we got to go slow, and I'm like, yeah. You see, Monday morning, I'm like, I love this song, damn. I just want my bacon and eggs, so fuck this shit, and fuck your bread. I've got four jobs though, tell me that I am slow, tell me that I do my best and I don't give a fuck though. Waffle, waffle, waffle pancakes. Break up the beat, here we go again, tell me that I'm rats, tell me I'm your friend, tell me here we go and I go and I go and I'm heart and I'm feeling like I'm in a slow but let me put this right. See, man, I like my pancakes with some blueberry though and I like putting some margarine on it well strawberry I like that good type of syrup with the shit none waffle, of that life shit nah waffle, i don't give a waffle, fuck waffle, tell me you fucking slut waffle, waffle, i just want to eat my waffle, breakfast pancake, tell me waffle, i want my frosted waffle, flakes man waffle, i don't waffle, like that waffle, damn <laughs> damn damn and i'm in the studio they got some christmas lights on Moody though. Yeah, I'm fucking with this box. Fuck the U87, I just rock. Ah, yeah, get on the skillet. skillet. My breakfast and eggs, and I'm kind of slow. Whoa. Yeah, what other breakfast is there? I don't know, man. I just fuck those pop tarts, toaster strudels with the cinnamon frosting. 
waffle, eggs, bacon, yeah, baby, French toast, cheese, waffle, 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 with a little butt on it, waffle toaster. Maybe take a biscuit or something. Egg bacon. Biscuit. It's all that shit. It's delicious. Great morning. Fuck with that. Got a skillet full of pancakes. Morning. All day. Fuck glass. Fuck this goddamn weather. I'm done. <laughs>